Movie, you do one movie back and forth. Yeah, that sounds fun. Especially because they're going to be like so different. <laughs> I don't know. There might be some crossover. Mine. Oh god. Okay. Well, we'll go into it when we start recording. Here, let me. Let me just. I have one more movie to pull up on the IMDb's. Wait, there'll be some crossover between your exploitation. <laughs> no, I doubt it. There might be some movies on your list that are funny. Oh, no. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, God. Are we recording? Yes, we are recording. Hot diggity daffodils. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Another Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies with me on Netflix. But not this week. We're on our... <laughs> Except not now. Yeah. We're on our third week of taking a little bit of a vacation, sort of. Listen, like... This, Sometimes we're busy. Sometimes we look ahead at our schedule and go, ah, crap, we're not going to have time for this. And when that happens to Parker and Matt, I say, suck it up, panties. we got to do this. When it happens to me, I sit back and go. Destroy everything. I sit back and go, wait a minute. I don't have that kind of time. So we're doing a couple uh, a couple list episodes. Last week we heard Parker's uh List on movies uh, that make you feel, feel whatever, as long as it's not happiness. <laughs> Some of them were happy. Some of them were happy, but most of them were movies that yeah. like, well, watch <laughs> well. this and hate everything, or just watch this and then like go cry <laughs> a lot. But not this week. This week we're going to do a combination of two lists. We're going to do my personal favorite top five exploitation films and Ow. i believe parker has put together a list of the and the definitive list ah, like after yeah. this you will Don't no bother. longer have to right. ask if you're at a, a a cocktail party and somebody goes hey what are the top five comedies of all time all you got to do yeah. is bring up this episode Absolutely. and parker will answer that 100%. question for you so all right well uh, let's get into it we're going to do kind of a back and forth type thing so uh parker why don't you hit us off here with your first uh, selection for top five comedies. All right, well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do mine by date, by by like year of release. Oh, okay, yeah. that's okay. a good way to do it. Okay, so we got Monty Python. Which one is he gonna say? Oh, 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 oh. And the Holy Grail. Now, Boom! some people would say Life of Brian. Some people say Meaning of Life. And those are wonderful, amazing. Uh, hilarious films. It, it is very hard to pick a best right. of Monty Python it is anything. Very hard. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's hard until you really kind of just go, come on, let's be honest. Yeah. Which one do yeah. does everybody quote forever? Absolutely. Holy Grail. You know who 100%. doesn't like Holy Grail the most? Hipsters. Because yeah. they don't want to be like everybody else. Exactly. They're going to be like, oh, no, I like uh, this uh, unreleased sketch they did in... <laughs> The they like the policeman's secret ball or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, Fuck yeah. you, you're wrong. It's Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Just just an amazing triumph of filmmaking. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> just if, if you can find, like, there's a book and there's also, a, um, like, a kind of a movie documentary series about, like, 
um, you know, Monty Python in general, and then of course they touch on all the different movies and how they made them. This the story of making this movie is just wonderful as well, just as good as the actual film itself. It's just uh, you have you know Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones directing. You have everybody writing and everybody starring in it, and just. The best is you go to the IMDb page, and it'll say each name, and then like Like the six nine people. things they've done. <laughs> John Cleese, Second Swallow, Savvy Guard, Black Knight, Peasant 3, Sir Lancelot the Brave, Taunting French Guard, Tim the Enchanter, yeah. <laughs> Eric Idle, Dead Collector, Peasant Number 1, Sir Robin, Not So Quite So Brave as Sir Lancelot, First Swamp Castle Guard, <laughs> Concord, Roger the Shrubber, Brother Maynard, Michael Palin, <laughs> First Swallow Savvy Guard, Dennis, Peasant 2, Right Head, Sir Galahad the Pure, Narrator, King of Swamp Castle, Brother Maynard's Brother, Leader of the Knights who say me. Just amazing. Oh, it's, yeah. So, I mean, when when did you first see, because I, I mean, for me, I distinctly right. remember the first time I had seen this movie. Yeah. So what, what was it for you? So for me, I was probably 10 or 11, and my... Uh, mom went and bought it and was just like, um, I forget what we had seen on TV that was good. There was something, some sort of British show that we that that my mom discovered on like PBS when they would show like you it was know, like absolutely British fabulous stuff. or something like that. Uh, I don't even think it was that. Some older like oh okay. uh, maybe keeping up appearances. I don't know something something funny British. And then my mom was like, you know, we you know liked it so much that she was like, I gotta go find. Um, oh, you know what I. How did I forget? It was Faulty Towers. So we watched Faulty oh, Towers, okay. and you know John Cleese, amazing. Uh, and we were laughing. Uh, it was just so funny. So my mom was like, "Oh, I got. I'm gonna go out and buy this. You know, like what is Monty Python stuff?" So she bought this movie, brought it home, and like that VHS tape literally was destroyed by the time <laughs> by the time I, I I went off to college and and like. DVDs were a thing, and we were fine. I was like, okay, I, I got to get rid of this thing. It's, it barely worked, <laughs> especially the first, like, tw- you know, 15 minutes. It's all, minutes. like, the tracking yeah. is all off, and it's all, like, gargled uh, audio. <laughs> the like first the- 10, 15 minutes were just destroyed. You could barely understand what was happening. <laughs> but, yeah, it it uh, that, that movie, I remember watching that for the first time and just crying. That's uh, just amazing. For me, it was, um, I was hanging out, like, I... Growing up in the middle of damn nowhere, Pennsylvania, right. yep. uh, like I li- literally, my parents raised me on like like a <laughs> a mountain. There's not, there's <laughs> nothing, there is nothing within. It's true. Like the like, Parker, you saw my parents' house. There's <laughs> nothing there. Um, and so I watched. A, thank God we had cable. I watched a lot of TV. There you go. Um, and I remember back when Comedy Central started doing these amazing promos for the various movies they would finally get their hands on yeah. for rights. They got their hands on uh, Monty Python and the Holy Ground. I thought, what the hell is this? And the 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 promo is just uh, Pendulette saying, uh, "We got Monty Python and the Holy Grail," and like all they're showing is just various scenes that make no sense. It's just like <laughs> the guys from Monty Python making like weird noises, and then it <laughs> ends. It ends with just the Knights of Nitsay Knee just yelling "Knee" really loudly, and then that's it. And they're like, tonight at 8. I'm like, I'm going to be there at 8 o'clock. What the hell is this? <laughs> and I sat and watched it. And it, it's one of those perfect moments where I'm dying laughing, just right. dying. And my parents come down like, what? The? 
oh, okay. And they just leave like, <laughs> oh, he discovered this on his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they knew. They're like, oh, right, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, that movie that movie is a great, just, oh, so wonderful, so yeah. quotable. Right. Just so, everything about I it mean, is perfect. It got to the point where, where uh, like, my friend Brian Franklin and I could just – you know, I mean, this this is I've I've heard this story. So oh, many absolutely. Times. Go through the entire movie. Just the two of us. We could just start doing. I mean, you know, we would be at a party or something and bored because, you know, it was boring because <laughs> we were at a youth group. Yep. Party. Yep. yep. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, this is kind of boring. Uh, we would do the holy hand grenade bit. <laughs> yeah. We would get bored and do the holy we hand did. grenade bit. I, I don't know how many uh, talent shows that Brian Franklin and I um did uh, the scene um, with uh, old woman, man. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you do kind of look, woman. Lives there? What guy lives in the house? I'm 37. What? I said I'm, I'm 37. I'm not old. Well, I couldn't just call you man. Well, you could call me Dennis. But I didn't know you called Dennis. Well, you didn't bother to find out, did you? <laughs> well, I did say sorry about the old woman, but from behind... <laughs> <laughs> I love the hell. I object that you automatically treat me like an inferior. Well, I am king. <laughs> oh, king. Oh, king. Very it? nice, eh? How'd you get that? By exploiting the workers. By hanging on to our dated imperialist dogma that appointments. I, I want everyone to know, Parker's not reading this. He is literally looking at a screen that just shows who acted in it. This is all of his memory. <laughs> I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. Why'd you become king then? The lady of the lake. <laughs> Just amazing. Just, Just wonderful. Okay, well, for my before I get into my top five exploitation, I'll tell you one thing. You thought the horror movie list was hard. <laughs> this was even I, harder. I, I was, yeah, I expect that. I, now that you say that, I, I see that being a tough thing. Because I'm not, I'm not doing... Just one genre of right. exploitation. Right. I'm trying to do the whole thing. Yes. So when I started making my list, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I'm going to have to pick. So what I decided to do is I tried to pick one movie from each subgenre of exploitation. So I have a black exploitation, I have a revenge film, I have a kung fu film. I have a comedy, and then I have a modern, like the the, the re the rehash of gotcha. exploitation. So gotcha. we're going to start with the first first one, which is probably the one most people would uh, have heard of, at least because there were so many of them. The nineteen seventy four Charles Bronson classic, Death Wish. Ooh, yes. This film really just embodies the uh, revenge. Through, you, know. you think? Oh, absolutely. There's, oh, oh. And, and of course, it also embodies 70s filmmaking, where um, the, the studio system has fallen apart, and so they're just desperate. Whatever's going to make money in whatever market, we, you know, we just need it. Um, and they had dropped the uh, self-imposed uh, censorship laws, yep, like, right, like, right. so you could do whatever you want. This movie is brutal. It starts out with Charles Bronson's family uh, getting attacked. His wife is raped and killed. Um, oddly enough, you're going to see a very, very young, very, very uncomfortable Jeff Goldblum. 
<laughs> Jeff Goldblum wearing a hat that looks like from Archie Comics. Um, yes. And, and he is overseeing his gang of buddies as they pillage and uh, this lady's home, uh, uh, you know, Charles Bronson's wife's. I think it's a New York apartment. Um, and, and they proceed to just do awful things. And if you want to see Jeff Goldblum just be really uncomfortable with what he's doing as an, as an actor, it is, he is trying so hard. But he's you know, like he's a young young guy, and yeah. he's, he's not doing a good. It's ooh, it's it's rough. Um, so Charles Bronson comes home. He finds this. They go to the cops. The cops are like, "Well, whatever, you know." Yeah. What do you want us? What do you want us it? to do? It's like the seventies. Yeah, it's the seventies. <laughs> cops are worthless, and we don't care, and we're insensitive. And that's ev- like that's every seventies cop film. Um, so Charles Bronson decides that he's going to take matters into his own hands. First with, and I'm not making this up, a sock full of quarters. Oh, God. Where he beats a man to death with. Holy shit. Uh, And then he gets his hand on a pistol, and then it just becomes Charles Bronson going on this just, I am going to take down everyone in my path until I find out who murdered my wife. I think his daughter makes it out, but she's like, you know, post-traumatic stress, like just comatose. Like she doesn't want to deal with it at all on any level so he's like asking her trying to figure out what happened and who they are and he just goes nuts this movie is wonderful and it is it is it is it is like just everything you want in an exploitation film it's quick it's dirty it's mean um it was done on a pretty 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 low but like a really low budget it doesn't have like charles bronson was not a star at this point and it it just did so well in the box office that it I forget how many death wishes there are. Oh, yeah. To the yeah. point where uh, one of the lines in The Simpsons when they have the critic on is, uh, we, uh, <laughs> uh, up next we're going to review Charles Bronson in Death Wish 8. And then it just cuts to him sitting in a hospital bed going, Ugh, I wish I was dead. <laughs> but there are so many death wishes. Uh, I, I, there's at least five or six. Um, and I've not seen any of the others. I've only seen the first one. The end of the first one is so perfect for this type of film, especially in the seventies, of just like you're you're you you are supposed to root for this guy, right. even though he's a bad guy. Right. Like he's a vigilante. Like he's he's taking justice into his own hands. And he doesn't care. <laughs> um, but it is really good. I thoroughly recommend watching it. I believe it's on Netflix. It may still be on Netflix. Mm. Um, nice. But, oh yeah, so good. Death Wish. Dude, this is a cool website. This What is it? The Internet Oh, the Internet Movie Firearm Fire Database. Yep. Database. Yep, I love that website. So I I had found out that cuz I had I, I I couldn't remember if it was in a Death Wish movie, but there's a uh dude who has a zip gun um which is like an improvised firearm. Um it, it you know, a lot of the you, if you look that up, you'll find a lot of different pictures of a lot of different things. And you'll but instantly the, be put on an FBI database. But yeah, but the the it, the the one um the reason that I I I it was in a it was in do you remember Shadowrun the yeah. SNES game? Yeah, yeah. They, there's a zip gun in that and it looks like a line. It looks like like it you know, in the pixelated thing. It just looks like a tube. Yeah. There's no gun. And I remembered that in the one uh, Death Wish, the dude had it. It's basically like two pipes mm-hmm. that fit over top of each other, and then the one end you put something that will drive the firing pin. 
you put a shell in, and then you just go. Yeah. You just yeah. pull them together really fast. <laughs> and the dude, the one dude, Rodriguez, has one in Death Wish 3. I must have seen this on TV because I remember him shooting from these windows. I couldn't remember if it was in the first one or one of the other ones, but yeah. So, <laughs> just, But this website is it's ridiculous. It's nuts, dude. It's nuts. <laughs> it, it, is a, it is a gun nerd's wet dream. Yeah, it is every, every weapon have, in every movie that yeah. you can think of. And then of. it's just like all these high-quality close-up shots of them in the movie, yep. and then it'll be a high-quality close-up shot of the, of the gun like on its own. Mm-hmm. Wow, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so uh, up next on my comedy movie list, this is Spinal Tap. Yes! 1984 mockumentary about one of England's loudest bands, <laughs> chronicled <laughs> by film director Martin DeBerge, played by Rob Reiner. Yep, yep. <laughs> this movie, if you don't know, uh, you are an idiot. <laughs> but uh, this is the Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon uh, group of dudes that do amazing uh, films, <laughs> and this is no different. Um this was the first of those that I'd ever yeah, seen. Harry Shear. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I mean, I forgot Harry Shear's in that. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. so good in that too. He plays. He plays the bassist, yes. right? Oh, <laughs> just wonderful. Um. Yeah. I think this might. I think that's the. I think this is the first one of their like kind of. I think so that too. Type of uh, movie. Just um, the mockumentary. Yeah, that mockumentary style that I. I had not heard of this movie at all until, again, watching a lot of cable television. <laughs> VH1 had a block, uh, uh, this thing called Movies That Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't interested in it until I heard, an, an, I think it was an interview or something where, where Alice Cooper. Whoa, 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 whoa. Christopher Guest was in Death Wish. What? <laughs> we couldn't have planned this better. He was like one of the patrolmen. That's great. <laughs> I just, that's a, that's a hell I, of a segue that we didn't try. I was trying to find like like if there was an earlier comedy that that he was right. in, and then it's just like Death Wish. I'm like, wait, am I on the Charles Bronson page again? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, that's, that's that's great. Really hilarious. Um, no, Al- Alice Cooper was saying how he had watched, and apparently a lot of like rock stars at the time were watched. This is oh, Final yeah, Tap, and they said there is no way, <laughs> there is no way that these guys would have known. Right, that this actually this kind of crap actually happens when you're on tour. Absolutely, and so yeah, that's when like, I thought, like, well, man, I'll watch it, and yeah. I was blown away. The, the 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 scene that he was referring that Alice Cooper was referring to is when uh, when they get lost backstage, they get lost, and they're like, yeah, and they hear the crowd going, smile, smile, smile. <laughs> they're, and they're like, like, yeah, and then they're running, and then all of a sudden, like, they're like, wait, where, where are do we go? <laughs> and they every- go through a door, and then the one door says, not an exit. They're like, oh. Well, not that, not that way. That wait, no, not an exit. Does it? Wait, what? <laughs> I love <laughs> how they, they they eventually get directions from like a janitor, and they're like, "All right, rock and roll, the rock guy, and roll." <laughs> but the guy's directions are like, "You're gonna wanna um, take a jog up to the, you can jog up to the right, and then it'll kind of curve around." <laughs> the guy's directions are so awful, awful so directions. Whatever. And then he's like, and then they're running, yeah, rock and roll, and then and then all of a sudden there's the guy again, yeah. <laughs> They're like, what did you? Do? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> totally lost. Oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, this yeah. movie's great. Yeah, wonderful movie. I just the, the everybody knows the uh, turn it up to eleven. Yep. Everybody Absolutely. knows that line. There's actually a production company that did a, that do a lot of um, 
the like reality shows and stuff for MTV. Um, but the, the production company's name is One Louder. Nice, <laughs> like nice. That, that's what it's from, and I'm like, I that is perfect. That is a wonderful. That's <laughs> wonderful. She's like, oh, 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 it's one louder. It's one louder. <laughs> it's, if you if you need that extra, that extra bit little, um, to go over the edge, well, this why, one goes to eleven. Why Why don't you just make ten the loudest, and then you just make <laughs> eleven ten, and then that's the loudest. We'll just well, this, this one, one goes, goes to, to eleven. 11. <laughs> no, my, my my favorite part of that is when he's showing off his guitars and he goes, "You see this one here? Don't you see this? He's got the tag on it. I've never even played it. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. even don't even look at it. Don't even look. Yeah, the one he's like, don't e- don't even look at. It. You know what? Don't touch it. No, don't even look at. It. Don't, don't even look just, at. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one you could just you can hear it. Just listen. Just you hear that? I mean, I mean, if I was playing, if it was playing. <laughs> And that is just such the, like, the I'm so disconnected from reality rock yeah, and roll star. Absolutely. Like, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Oh, God. And this is a movie where it, you know, almost entirely improvised by uh, the, the the main actors every scene. So, if you know, you absolutely, if you've watched this, you need to get the DVD because, or the Blu-ray, whatever. You need to get so it many because the, the deleted scenes... There is a uh, this movie is eighty two minutes. There is a longer amount of deleted yep, scenes yep. than there is movie. There's like ninety six minutes of deleted. When scenes. When I got this movie, I bought it actually on VHS, and I bought the double pack. Right, right. Because it came with an entire <laughs> VHS of just like here's a bunch of crap that we didn't use. <laughs> yeah, there and there's great like interviews around that time. They did a lot of like television interviews because. People thought that this yeah. was a real band. <laughs> they did. And they actually put out albums, and yeah. they're not bad. No, they're not. I mean, the, this is um, an interesting <laughs> story because they they definitely like you know set out to make a joke, and then it was like, well, it we took aren't over. good, and, the, and people like it, so I guess let's play. Yeah, and they've, they they've on gone tour. on tour. They, they have a music video. It's so funny. <laughs> Check it out. It's called it's called Take You Back to Bitch School. <laughs> and there's a scene where like this woman is dressed all in, like in in, in in like a you know sexy schoolgirl outfit, and she like turns around and tries to act all like seductive and takes a huge bite out of this piece of chalk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, running They're everywhere. So amazing. Like, I, I actually have one of their albums called Break the Wind. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's great. Such a good album. But yeah, it all spawned off of this just one little, you know, comedy movie. And it just (laughs) did this whole thing where, again, people were like, oh, uh, you know, I'm excited to go see Spinal Tap, even though they're not really a band, but they are. It's (laughs) so good. Uh, Just, yeah, very quotable, very like just as quotable as uh, Monty Python. Uh 100%. Just amazing. But yeah, so. All right. Well, the next genre I chose with my exploitation was kung fu. <laughs> Dude, I got my favorite part though. I, no, go ahead. Was when Nigel's playing the piano, and it's like so beautiful. And he's yep. Like, wow, that's a bit of a departure. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing a whole, you know, orchestra, a, a opera, rock opera, you know. And he's playing this beautiful piano piece, and he's like, this is amazing. It's called Lick My Love Pump. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh the next next genre I chose in exploitation is kung fu, which again, it, as Parker knows, for me, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard yeah. to nail down uh my favorite kung fu film. 
And this is not my favorite kung fu film, but I do absolutely love this movie, and it's it 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 is just a perfect uh, example of exploitation. Master of the Flying Guillotine. Mm. Uh, the whole premise of this film is that there is a two kung fu schools. One is the one-armed boxer who is literally just has one arm, um, and his men go. And they have a run-in with the master of the flying guillotine who is blind, but he has a weapon um, that is just literally a guillotine that he throws at people. (laughs) Um, So much, like, a lot of people will not have seen this film. I guarantee, I absolutely guarantee you have seen things that have been influenced by this film. Um, Because towards the middle of this film, the, the, the... the, the, the movie follows this master, this blind master uh, of, of the guillotine. And what you don't know is that he's actually the bad guy. Um, but the movie is told entirely from his perspective. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's a weird, weird perspective there. And he goes to a tournament to find this one-armed boxer that he wants to kill. And so a lot of the movie is just this tournament happening. Um where there are various characters that have been taken for a lot of other stuff. Uh, Most famously, um, the character in Street Fighter 2 and other Street Fighters, Dalsim. Oh. Dalsim is in this movie. He's not called Dalsim. (laughs) Um, Now, this movie was made in, in China, so all of the, quote, foreign characters are still played by Chinese guys. So... It it takes a little bit of a stretch because the Indian guy still looks Chinese. <laughs> he just has some like tanner on, and he's wearing like a turban. But he, he, yeah, he, he is a fighter where his arms extend, and like that's how he fights. He has like extended arms and extended legs. Um, the movie is bloody, but like comically bloody. <laughs> like it's really really <laughs> fake. Uh, and the kung fu in it is is just great. Um, it's it it's not a high quality film, but almost none of these are going to be. Uh, and it, it but it is like just ridiculous, over the top, a um, lot of like a lot of just stupid violence, and and just the 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 weapon of the guillotine is so just crazy and weird it's like this round basket that the guy can compress and when he throws it it can either like be a buzzsaw type thing that takes your head off or the basket can extend and go over the person's head and then he can rip the person's head off that way but it's really cool because he's blind so he's like walking around like and he like he hears a guy refer to another guy as like oh he has one arm he doesn't know if he's the one-armed guy he's looking for, but he doesn't care. He just kills him. <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever he gets upset, he like uh, like he he kills one guy in a in a restaurant, and the the bartender's all mad because the guy hadn't paid his bill, and the dude just like compresses the guillotine and he's like, all right, never mind, <laughs> let's just get out of here. <laughs> it it's really good. Again, seek it out. It's hard to find, um, but it's one of those just. It was brought over to America to play at like drive-throughs and or drive-in, you know, movie theaters. Right. It's 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 great. Check it out. Awesome. That sounds great. I I do have to check that out. All right, and uh, unintentionally, but it went because we were going by the year. 
uh, Shalen Soccer. Nice. We again couldn't have planned this better. <laughs> so we've mentioned this many times in uh, talking about Journey to the West, uh, but this is a Stephen Chow film from 2001 um, about a uh, Shalen Monk who. Um, you know, he's, you know, it's like after he was done with his being able to just like, you know, be at the whatever they call the I don't know, monastery, I guess monastery. But yeah, him and all of his friends grew up, you know, in this and became monks, the shale and monks. And then now they have to go live their lives and they're finding it hard to adjust to regular <laughs> life and trying to figure out what to do. And um um, Stephen Chow's character constantly trying to rebrand Shailen, uh and uh, like just kung fu in general, and trying to figure out how to rebrand his martial arts skills, kind of mar- modernize ma- it, marketing it, whatever. Uh, and but he has this uh, like ridiculous like golden foot they call it, whatever. It's like the kicks, and it just and just. Crazy stuff happens. Just en- ends, it just ends you when he kicks There's a you. guy trying to, to lift a... In, in the beginning, he's like a junk dealer, basically. He's like delivering like cans to like the junkyard. And this guy's trying to lift a, a, um, uh, a refrigerator up on top of this like, you know, like junkyard stack. And he goes, he goes to Stephen Chow. He's like, oh, can you help me? And Stephen Chow just kicks it. And it goes all the way up on the top of the like pile. <laughs> and he's like, what? And... <laughs> It's basically just over-the-top martial arts applied to soccer. <laughs> so just the most ridiculous nonsense. Uh, but this has, like, some of the best physical comedy. Um, we talked about how it's amazing how some how his movies somehow still translate with the, um, with the cultural, with the cultural and language barriers. Uh, it has the most, like, some of the mes- amazing timing. Um, it doesn't matter really how you watch it. I personally think it's funniest um subtitled i would but agree you can watch that. it you can watch it dubbed and it's still hilarious to me um they they just it's just so just so amazing like there's so much like if you if you want to like you can watch this movie once and you can be like oh that was really fun but if you watch this movie like uh, multiple times you will get a like a lot of moments that you miss because they're just so fast a lot of offhand comments that one of the characters just says and you might have just like read it and you know if you were doing subtitles you might have just read it and just been like i don't get it and just moved on because the next thing's already happening but if you like understand why every line is being said it's just like (laughs) holy crap this is amazing and just some of the best physical comedy like i've ever seen (laughs) like in a movie just just amazing so uh yeah, hilarious. Stephen Chow also hilarious. Oh, um, absolutely, he's great. In some this of movie. the other dudes in it that are are amazing, like that that are usually in Stephen Chow films. But um, oh, where's the iron? Yeah, Yat Fei Wong plays Ironhead, and he is like one of my favorites. He's basically um, his first brother. He calls him uh, because he's like his best friend, and he oh my gosh, he is just. He is just amazing. He like, you know, works as a um, he like works for this guy like in a club. He's basically like a like a like a just general like you know garbage cleaner. <laughs> he just does all the awful work that no right. one wants to do, and just gets you know yelled at and like you know, th- uh, 
dumped on constantly and so he's just, just like a broken man but he just <laughs> but and like and then every time he sees steven chow and steven chow's like oh, i have an idea <laughs> he's like no no please leave yeah, me alone he's like, please you're ruining my life please stop <laughs> he's like he's like if you if you don't stop I, my, me and my family are going to commit seppuku in front of <laughs> <laughs> or, or harry carry or whatever harry he calls yeah. it he's like we will all just kill ourselves in front of you please <laughs> Just one. Oh, oh my god, hilarious! That, yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, so very, very hilarious. You should definitely check it out. And um, yeah, so all right. Well, this uh, um, next film, I had a hard time placing it in the 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 exploitation subgenres, but I, I just kind of put it in comedy because it is so funny, <laughs> um, and it is written to be funny. Um, it is a two thousand one exploitation film, kind of. Before the the whole grindhouse, uh, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez kind of doing it, there, there was a small group of filmmakers who were trying to bring it back, and unsuccessfully, unfortunately. But out of that came some real winners. <laughs> um, and this is uh, the name alone: Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. What? Here's what? the premise. Here's the premise of the film. Christ has returned to Ottawa, Canada. <laughs> he teams up with a stripper named Mary Magdalene. Oh my gosh! And a uh, what is happening? Uh, a, a wealthy masked luchador fighter <laughs> oh my to defend lesbians against vampires in Ottawa, Canada. <laughs> it stars nobody. There's nobody. There's nobody, nobody in this film um, that you would know. I don't even know any of these people. This movie is nuts. It is here. Are all the genres it goes: action, kung fu, comedy, horror, musical. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is batshit crazy. It is absolutely just wonderfully made. Um, wow! And it is so funny um just there are so many scenes of just like the guy playing jesus like doing all these kung fu moves against vampires doesn't matter that they're out during the day we don't worry about that um and he ends up getting his ass kicked at one point and so he needs to like he's like i'll, I'll call a friend and the next scene shows this like small prop plane landing and out steps this big guy in a suit like a tuxedo type thing wearing a ma- a luchador fighter's mask and he's like Ah, yes, my good friend. <laughs> they end up going off and fighting more vampires. <laughs> it's wonderful. Wow. It was on Netflix Instant Play very briefly. I had heard of this film when I was in college, in, it, right after it had come out. Uh, so it had been like 2001. Let's see, no, no. Let's see, I was in college in like 2003 or four. So, yeah, it, it would have been a few years after it came out. And I was online, and my one buddy goes, dude, you got to check out, like, Check this out. This the, this guy has a beard like you used to have, and it's a picture of the, the in the very beginning of the movie is uh, announced by one priest, and he looks homeless, <laughs> like he's all disheveled, <laughs> and he dives out of a bush. Like the camera's just walking along, and this guy just jumps out of a bush. He goes, "Let me tell you a story." <laughs> like, he starts retelling the story about Jesus coming back, and like. Oh, the opening, you'd love it, because like the, the, the very opening of it is like this crazy... I thought it was made in the 80s when I first saw it. The opening is like this crazy 80s punk rock. Um, 
with like this robotic voice announcing all of the characters' names. So like one of the priests is just this like hardcore eighties punker with a huge spiked mohawk <laughs> and like he's wearing a leather jacket, but he still has the priest collar with his like leather vest. <laughs> Oh it's it is so funny. It is so worth watching. It's done very well. People who don't <laughs> like this movie take it way too seriously. Right, right. Um, because I've read a lot of reviews of like, oh, this is sacrilegious. Well, kinda. That's the point. Uh, <laughs> like they they wanted to go over the top. How much more over the top can you go than Christ being a vampire hunter? <laughs> yeah. That's um, pretty much the most. Yeah. So it it yeah, go seek it out. You can still buy it on Blu-ray. Wow. <laughs> I found it on Blu-ray on amazon.com. Last I checked, there was only 3 copies left, and then I checked like months later, still only 3 copies left. <laughs> so I I I I do need to get my hands on this movie. Because uh, I've only ever seen it on streaming. It was taken off real quick on Netflix. This was like the early days of Netflix streaming. <laughs> uh, yeah, check it out. It's so good. <clears throat> That's, that sounds great. Yeah, I, I, I've heard you mention that. But, like, yeah, now I feel like I have to actually see it. <laughs> I've heard you mention it and then been like, eh, whatever. Okay. Uh, up next uh, on my comedy list, we have Wet Hot American Summer. Yes! Same 2001 as Shailen Soccer, but I figured I'd put that one first because it matched up with the uh, Kung Fu guy. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so Wet Hot American Summer. Here is the, this, I, all I really need to do is read this cast list. Like, you don't need to know anything about this movie nope. except the following things. Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, A.D. Miles, uh, if you don't know, uh, He's from Tim and Eric. Yep. He's from. Uh, he writes on like a couple of late night shows. I think. Like I think it's. Um, is it? Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. He's does. So you you might see him in sketches on that. Um, you, we also got Paul Rudd, Christopher Maloney from Law and Order SVU fame, and a few other things. Molly Shannon, Ken Marino, uh, Amy Poehler, Bradley <laughs> Cooper, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Um, John Benjamin, it says a voice at one point. Um, Carrie Kenny, Sam Levine, David Wayne. So this is a ridiculous. Yeah. Basically, uh, what you have is the people originally from the state and also from Reno 911 making a movie. So they are directing, writing, all that stuff. So the writer uh, is Michael Showalter and David Wayne. David Wayne is also the director. Um, and they just make a movie about a summer camp. <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. And all the people at the summer 1981, camp. In yes. 1981, yes. mind you. And, and all the people, like, I think even the people going to the camp are played by people in their, like, 20s and 30s. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, they're like, we don't have a kid. I whatever. think there was, like, one, there's, like, one kid who was in, like, the Home Alone movies, like, the like the later, like, oh, straight okay. to DVD, Gideon Jacobs. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's, like, one of the few kids. There's, like, maybe one or two kids. But, yeah, th- th- there's, you know, a lot of the, you know, so, some of the, ki- the kids in the, are no- nobody. They just were there. But uh, the... Yeah, you're focusing mainly on the counselors, <laughs> oh, and it's <laughs> and just just amazing. Oh, and Joe Latruglio, I forgot Joe Latruglio. Um, you know, also from the state and everything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I 
missed his name. And uh, Zach Orth as well. Just uh, just the best cast. I mean, gosh, it's and, and so amazing. This came out in 1990, what? Like No, no, just 2001. Oh, it was 2001? Yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, 98. It was no, no. But you, you, you got to figure, just some of the greatest comedy writers mm-hmm. uh, of, of the late 90s getting together to make this. Like, yeah. this is a powerhouse of of. Yeah, this is like Comedy. all the people. La- yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the the state just finished up, like in you know, like, and they were trying to figure out what else they were going to do, and like, so you know, right, riding on that, the fame of the sketch comedy show, they're like, let's make a movie. So they made this movie, and it's incredible. And uh, you have all these like actors, like right before, th- some of them had already been semi-famous in the comedy world, right. and a lot of them. It was right before they really, you know, Broke took out, off and yeah. went nuts. You know, you know, you have Amy Poehler, um, well before she's, you know, did anything like crazy. Huge. And she was Bradley in um, Cooper. Before oh yeah, Bradley Cooper before he was a name. Amy Poehler had done uh, uh, um, Upright Citizens Brigade at right, that point, right. hadn't she? Yep. Yeah. And that she, was about it. Right. Like, that would that would have been um, a- actually. It's possible that up that some of the that that the show was was um, after. Oh, oh well, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, it started in '98. Yeah, no, yeah. No, it was before. Yeah, just before '98 to 2000. Yeah, so, so just before Wet Hot American Summer is that, and before that, just nothing. Like nothing, just a right. few like little bits and pieces and a few bit parts, um, and then since then, obviously, a huge career. This this um, movie is one of the, some of the funniest. Just like none of the scenes make sense. Okay, my favorite <laughs> scene. My favorite. It is scene. basically like. A sketch comedy show, and then they in just movie form. they just like cram together every like they're like okay, well we're gonna have this kind of scene, yeah, we're gonna have this kind of scene, this kind of scene, very much like w- what we're talking about with you know Spinal Tap and um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. They're basically just like let's just write funny sketches and then just jam them all together. Well, in the yeah, movie. the the, the storyline is ridiculous. <laughs> My favorite scene is when Janina Garofalo goes like, hey, guys, let's go into town. And they all jump in the like, back of a truck, I think. Yes. And they go in, and then the next couple scenes is just, it's it's a musical <laughs> montage of them, like, going out and, like, they getting a sip of beer. And then, like, <laughs> and then smoke, it escalates. And then it quickly. escalates. And then, like, the last scene is them in, like, some flophouse shooting heroin. <laughs> and then the, the truck drives back. She goes, oh, it's always good to have an afternoon at the <laughs> in town. <laughs> But yeah, it goes oh, on like drinking God. beer and smoking cigarettes and like then smoking pot. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're like chopping up coke and cooking heroin. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, just just amazing. Yeah. Well, oh, and of course, my favorite my favorite line of that movie is David Hyde Pierce. Something goes wrong, and he just looks at all these little kids and goes, "Ah, oh, fuck my butt." <laughs> Just great, and it's just hearing David I because he was like, yeah. In at, at that point, Frazier had been done, but like that's all I'd known him for, <laughs> right, was right. And he's like super proper. Well, that yeah. and the Simpsons, but like super proper and right, right. very, very. You know, <laughs> to hear those words fall out of his mouth is just comedy gold. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Paul Rudd, amazing in this as well. Um, and it, you know, Michael Showalter. As the star, he's incredible. He's obsessed with the uh, Marguerite Moreau, Katie, and <laughs> one line he has, she's like, he's like desperately in love with her, and she's like not noticing him, and then he, she's like walking away, and he just says, 
I want you inside me. <laughs> She's like, what? Nothing. 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 <laughs> yes, That's I remember amazing. that. But yeah, the the then the the other th- great thing about seeing this uh, with the extras like on a, in a DVD form, um, I mean it is on Netflix. But I I urge you to definitely also seek it out um, because there is a commentary <laughs> where where the guys the guys from the state basically get together and uh, make fart sounds throughout the entire movie just at at at, at any moment. <laughs> so like you're just watching the movie and then all of a sudden it's just like. <laughs> just them making the, the most ridiculous noises in the background. Just so it's not even them talking no, about the no, film. Not, it's just another there's, there's one, audio track of them f- yeah, like farting, just farting and making fart sounds. And That's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it, it wonderful film. So yeah, definitely check it out if you want to laugh a lot. All right. Well, my my next film is an example of the more recent. Uh, exploitation cinema that we've 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 seen and 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 we've gotten some really good ones gotten some pretty terrible ones uh you know the the worst of them being like the last machete movie was kind of (laughs) rough um but this was an example when when, when machete when the first machete came out i was like yes right finally i get to live through a, a a movie experience that i've only read about or you know tried to recreate in my own home Right. Um, and then Machete came out, and I was like, it, it was good, but it was lacking something. And then the movie that just nailed it came out, Hobo with a Shotgun. Yes. This movie is everything yeah. of exploitation slammed in, there, it being completely serious, and yet still just ridiculous, over-the-top, and hilarious. Um, it stars Rutger Hauer for yeah. some reason, uh, who is not hamming it up. At all, right? He is as serious as the, when he did Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just so, very serious. Um, what well, and like you, you were gonna say like what the, the the you know kind of the history of it, right? It was a oh yes, yes, yes. So when Grindhouse was made, the t- the Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez film, they had done a bunch of fake movie trailers. Machete being one of them, right. which some people say the trailers were better than the movies themselves. Like, uh, yes, like then then the the movies as a whole, those trailers were just so good because they were so short and yeah, like and perfect. You, like you said, you fill in the blanks with your imagination and blah blah blah. Like what? Who? The, who which one did the Thanksgiving or no? What was, was it? that? Yeah, Thanksgiving was one of them. Who, who, what, there was like a director who did it. Oh, I forget. Rob, I think Rob Zombie did that one. No, there was. Or did he do? No, he did the one about like the Nazi werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was actually making fun of an old Grindhouse film, Isa She Wolf of the SS. Oh, Eli Roth. Eli Roth Thanksgiving. did Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's right. That's and I right. don't really like Eli Roth, but that trailer was awesome. No, Eli, Eli Roth is great in Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> but as a director, I'm left wanting. <laughs> Except Cabin Fever. That movie's great. Um, so yeah, they did a bunch of trailers. And some of them got released oh, in right. different Edgar areas. Wright did one, right? The yeah. Don't. Don't. Yeah, he yeah, did. That don't. Was good. Oh gosh, that was good. Um, and so some, and and they had a contest where you could enter your own in. Right. Like people were right. sending their own. Yeah. In. This and, one was in Canada, right? Yes. This one was in Canada, and it was just a hobo with a shotgun. And seek the trailer out. Just go on YouTube and type in hobo with a shotgun original trailer. It's it's so crazy, but you have no idea what the plot is. No idea. Um, and you don't need to. Nope. 
this movie when it came out now when the, after they saw that people were like when are the, like people actually thought they were real films and they yeah. said oh, when yeah. are we getting these movies that's how machete got made cuz machete was a trailer in grindhouse um and so uh the writers and 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 director of this uh decided well i guess we'll make hobo with a shotgun but they did where machete went wrong is machete tried to incorporate every single shot from the trailer the fake trailer that was never supposed to be a movie into the movie which felt really forced because there was a lot of scenes that just didn't make sense or just didn't feel they were natural in in hobo with a shotgun they said well we're going to take the premise that you had with this one and then we're just going to go off the rails so there's a lot of shots that aren't in the trailer or or rather that are in the trailer that aren't in the movie yeah um, Which is, I mean, that's, that's the way you do it. That's the why, way you why bother? Do it. Yeah. Yeah, they also hired real actors because the people that did this were not actors. They uh, put in the actors from the trailer in like cameos, um, but they, they they were not. You know, the guy who played the hobo in the uh, first trailer was named David Blunt. Right. He he just he plays one of the cops. Yeah. He plays a real short like you know. He's only on it for a second. Yeah, just to, to just to be like, hey, hey here he is. Bone. Yeah, here he is. Yep, yeah. here, here, here. It is. I guess it is the same director, though, right? This, I as directed the trailer. It's Jason I, Eisner. Yeah, yeah, same guy. Uh, but again, he was smart about it. He went out and actually yep. got like, all right, well now I'm going to get actual yeah. actors. Definitely. Um, the premise of the film is literally the title. It's a hobo with a shotgun. Yep. <laughs> uh, the whole the the, the 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 details are like. Uh, Rutger Hauer shows up r- riding the rails. Uh, shows up in this town. <laughs> True hobo life. Yep. Where the dude that town? What is the town? Ta- the town is basically ruled by these <laughs> ultra violent brothers and their dad. Yeah. And what's his name has a brief appearance. If oh, you're the a guy from Trailer, uh, Park, Trailer Park, Park Boys. Oh. <laughs> Ricky has a has a very brief appearance. Yep. He gets he, he gets he gets his head ripped <laughs> off by a uh, uh, like a big truck pulling a chain that's wrapped around his head with barbed wire uh, also his body is uh in like like they basically put a, a makeshift sewer yep, drain sewer, over or, or, his head like manhole a cover manhole cover around so his neck so inside of a thing and so his body just instantly gets dumped in the sewer <laughs> spraying blood everywhere oh, to which a woman rips off her clothes and starts dancing yes that is amazing for no reason just cause. Just cause. Um, yeah. The the. <laughs> I remember when you brought this movie over to finally watch it. We were yes. so excited. It was oh, it was and, quite and, an experience. And it, it it it. Normally, when I'm this excited about a film, I'm like, I'm gonna get let down. Not this movie. It didn't no. let me down at all. So Roger Howard is around this ultra violent area, and he's he all he wants to do is make <laughs> enough money <laughs> to buy uh, to buy a lawnmower. <laughs> And the lawnmower is going to be his ticket out of here. Oh my god! Um, and so to f- he find and, and it's like fifty dollars. Yeah, like it's fifty it's- bucks. So he's so desperate. <laughs> I forget what the, he he witnesses something. Oh, he sees a a a, a young a, a, a prostitute yep. go into these guys' uh, establishment. Right. Um, and he saves her because they they like want to kill her because yeah. they're they're completely psychotic. <laughs> um. And so that's the day he's like, I got to get out of here. So he goes and does a bum fight video (laughs) 
to make the last bit of money. And while he's there, while he's in the, the pawn shop trying to buy the lawnmower, um, these guys break in and try to steal from the, the pawn the pawnbroker. Yeah, yeah. And to do so, they <laughs> hold an infant hostage at like God. gunpoint. What? And so he like Roger Howard gets the sh- get, grabs a shotgun instead and starts blowing everybody away. <laughs> and the tagline is because he's delivering justice one shell at a time. Yes. <laughs> um and so like these guys are, you know, they they put a hit out on him and then you meet like the most th- and then the movie imagine this. Tits. Then the movie goes off the rails. <laughs> then the movie goes crazy. <laughs> After after Rutger Howard gets yeah. his shotgun, then it after gets he cra- becomes the title. Yes, <laughs> then it becomes crazy. <laughs> Everything that I've told you, that's all exposition. Yeah. None of that's the actual no, story. No, just wait. Oh, the movie is wonderful. I bought it on Blu-ray the day it came out. Yep, I've I've showed it to several people. Who are yeah, like, we, hey, I want to watch a, a a really crazy movie that's off the wall. All right, here we go. Strap in. Some of the most insane quotes. I love the. I love the. The town was called Hope Town. Hope and Town. It's just just scum town. Scum down. Yep. <laughs> um. I I love when Rutger Howard goes to the cops to like turn yeah. these guys in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the chief of police is sitting there, <laughs> and he goes, "Well, haven't you uh, gotten your official welcome to the town, sir?" And, no, no, I haven't. And he grabs a gun and he just goes, "Welcome to fuck town." <laughs> He points the gun at his face, and then the two kids that he tried to get arrested kick the door, and they're like, these are the princes of Fucktown. Gosh. <laughs> Rutger, Rutger Howard's lines, like yeah. his 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 uh, um, one-liners are just... Every they time, are. the one guy, he just goes, I'm going to be sleeping in your bloody carcass tonight. <laughs> And he yeah. delivers them all. So oh, just he delivers straight, them straight. So straight. The way Rutger Howard yep. delivers everything, which is, yep. I am an actor. Damn it. Yep. Uh, this movie is shockingly easy to find. It is on. Net- or it was on Netflix. They may have taken it off. Uh, it was on Instant Play for a while. It's. 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 You must see it. Yeah. It's. It's a must see if you want to get into this genre. It's Agreed. a must see. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. And again, this worked out well. The one Why, based your on next a trailer, one? and I got an Edgar Wright film. Nice. Okay. Uh, for my last film, I, I I had a tough time. I was going between. I, I mean, this is your last one. Oh yeah, I guess you started. Yeah, so I, I have the last one for it. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. I was now I was which having a Edgar tough time. Wright? Yeah, yeah. I was having a tough time. I I wanted to pick John Dies at the End. Oh, because I do love that movie so much, and it is so funny. But I think that I I had to admit the fact that a lot of what I re- think when I think of how funny it is, I'm thinking of the book. Book in addition to the movie, like yes. the movie is great and funny, and and I love the movie. But there is so much more comedy in the book. The book is way funnier, and and like the movie is is a comedy, but it's not, there's not nearly as much comedy because. A lot of the comedy that happens in the book is happening in um, what's his name uh, Dave's head, right? As it's all he's like thinking internal about monologue, a lot of stuff. internal monologue, and it's hilarious. But I, you know, so I, I wanted to pick that just because it's a newer movie and whatever. But I, I, I had to, I had to say, you know what? As a movie, just as on its own, I, I don't think I can choose that. And so I went with Edgar Wright's. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I I just rewatched this with Melissa the other night. Yeah. This 
It was tough because Edgar Wright, yeah, I mean, I love Edgar Wright. I mean, Shaun of the Dead, amazing. Hot Fuzz, amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, World's End. End, amazing. All three of those, uh, incredible. And I, I really, you know, probably, you know, you can make the argument for any one of those being chosen. But for me, Scott Pilgrim versus the World uh, wins out uh, because it is just like, it is. It combines this comedy with like just the most over the top epic like fighting and nonsense that you'll ever see. It's so like grand and just in a way that the other movies just you know. I mean, Hot Fuzz touches on it a little bit, right? But, like because they can break the realm of like just realism mm-hmm. and go into that fantastical side of things i think that like i that really resonated with me this this movie from a technical standpoint they will be showing this film in right. film school for oh, years yeah, because for sure. of the editing yeah. the this the editing is Unlike anything I've ever seen in a movie, yeah, just the way he handles the editing yeah. is so good. I mean, I'll, that is Edgar Wright's thing, you know, like just that that kind of editing that he does. But this movie, I think, it takes it to a new level yeah, in this absolutely. film. Absolutely. And the other thing about this movie, like as much as I love all all of his other films, um, this movie has like an, an even more insane list of actors. Um, yep. You know, normally his movies are just you know. Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and then whoever else British actor yeah. at the time, who other British character actors that has worked with them, it. you know. But like, uh, but this, you know, we got Michael Sarah, Allison Pill, Mark Weber, uh, Ellen Wong, uh, Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza, um, just all these. Don't forget Chris Evans, right? Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is in this. yep. All these like young stars, like that are just now. I mean, you know, this is 2010. A lot of them have done a bunch of stuff since this. Um, oh, Kieran Culkin. Oh gosh, he's so good in it. Like I, I had written off the Culkin family. Oh to yeah, be honest. And Kieran in this movie makes me go. He is so funny. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I actually would like to see him in more stuff. Like I he hope was he gets so funny. He's just so perfect. I, I I love the scene where he's on the balcony yelling at uh, Crash and the Boys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just this one liners. <laughs> <laughs> is that girl a boy oh uh, of course how could i forget jason schwartzman oh yeah incredible yeah. uh uh bill Hader uh is the voice he any of the time where it's like times two you know yeah whatever. yeah that's bill Hader. that's <laughs> great uh thomas jane is uncredited vegan police thomas yes the yes police he is guy. great he is great oh, in God. that oh and uh Clifton Collins Jr. That's the other uh, police guy. He yep. uh, Pacific Rim. He's uh, he has my fa- <laughs> Nintendo right or what, what is his name? Yeah, he plays he plays uh, Nintendo. Nintendo in Pacific Rim. He yep. was also in Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> yeah, JJ from Star Trek. The vegan police. That's the vegan police oh is my the God, best. That kills me every time. Gelato's <laughs> not uh, vegan. It's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> Thomas Jane. Oh my God. Yeah, just. An incredible list of of actors in this, um, and and you know, based on the the comic book, so mm-hmm. maybe I'm yep. a little partial to it because of that as well. Because I did really love the comic book. Hey, I didn't read the comic before watching this movie, and I loved it. Well, I uh, loved it. He, here's 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 the reason why you should definitely see Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Pamela doesn't 
read comic books. She doesn't like comic books. She doesn't like video games. Nope. She doesn't like action movies. She, yeah. And we, so <laughs> you you would watch the trailer and you'd go, well, there's no way that person should ever go see this. Uh-huh. And she went with uh, me and a few other guys on a whim uh, opening weekend and died laughing and laughed the whole way through and, you know, really, really enjoyed the movie. And I was like, you know, that is just speaks volumes because it's like, yes, she it is could not very well, even remotely in right. the demographic. Yeah. All of the when Chris or myself go to see it, you know, we are laughing because there's like sounds there's from like Legend of Zelda, Zelda. Yep. Like little bit little things that you're like, oh, I got, oh, that's good. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, and none of that matters. Like that stuff's there. And it's like, you know, season. It's like season. Yeah. Yeah. But like. It's like you could still eat chicken without any seasoning, and it's good, and it's sustaining. But, like, you could put seasoning on it, and it just makes it better. It makes it better. But, like, it's still good. It's still, like, a good, satisfying food. Like, and that's what this movie's like. You could just watch it and not get any of the references and just be like, this is hilarious. (laughs) Because Uh, the, the premise and the way it's executed is just wonderful. Melissa loves this movie. Like, she will want, uh, my, my wife is a designer, yeah, naturally, right, like, right. like that's her job. Yep. Um, yeah. And so this movie is very much up the moment. Alley. The moment the title <laughs> credits start, she gri- like we're watching it in the theater. She grips my leg hard, and I'm like, "What?" I look over at her. She she just starts. She gets this like look of glee. <laughs> and for her, this movie is like inspirational as far as when she wants to design something like really unique and cutting it. She watches this movie because of the design and style of it. She just draws inspiration from it to go and design other stuff. Yeah. She really absolutely. loves this movie. Um, and she she's a gamer, but like not hardcore like she didn't get a lot of the gaming jokes either right a lot of a lot of the jokes are like you know like like re- like references they're just references to past, yeah to past things you you'll, know you'll, you'll, very you'll laugh because you recognize right it. very similar to like wreck it ralph you know just yeah. like people showing up some of the what do they say stuff like that but uh but the actual comedy itself is it's you, you don't very, need any yeah, of that and nope. it's still damn good <laughs> and i was really upset when this movie bombed yeah. Um, yeah it did, it did. And I and I talked to a lot of people who are like, "Well, I just didn't get it." I'm like, "What's what's not to get? Like, what don't you understand?" Well, I don't understand how he can fly around and stuff. Well, who cares? It's who still cares? funny. <laughs> like what? Like what? I don't. I just. I can't understand how people don't find this movie to be absolutely hilarious. Like just the concept of like. The fact that it's like, oh, he meets this girl, and then it's like, oh, you're gonna have to fight my seven ex boyfriends. Like, like that alone, that's just a cool idea. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. That's so fun because it's like, and just, yes, they can all break reality. Who cares? Right. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just like, this is what happens when you actually, you know, meet someone. You have you're to like, deal with you their have to past. deal with their baggage, and yes. like, this is just a way of telling that story. It's just in a super. <laughs> stylized, over-the-top, unrealistic way of doing it, and it makes it just one... It's just great. It's just great. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so... Well, my last movie... Uh, a, a lot of the exploitation films that I talked about were good, amazing films because they're so over-the-top or they're so just unbelievable, like Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter or, or <laughs> Hobo with a Shotgun. This movie is legitimately, hands-down a great film it's truly art uh there's nothing funny about this super fly 
Oh, yeah. Uh, this is my example of black exploitation. That's a good one. I was wondering what you were going to choose for this. I, it w- it was very hard. Yeah. I almost went with uh, Blackula. Right. Because, again, a legitimately good film. Funny, over the top, and stupid, but good film. Right. Uh, I almost went with uh, Jackie Brown. Not Jackie Brown, sorry. Foxy Brown. Right. Um, Could have gone with Jackie Brown, too. <laughs> yeah. <honestly. laughs> but I went with Superfly simply because it is not a comedy. Right. It is an action crime drama. See, I would have went with Pootie Tang. Well, Pootie Tang is also a great movie. But I would have been like, what's better, Pootie Tang (laughs) or Black Dynamite? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this is an example of a, a, you know, because blaxploitation is a genre that is often left out of the serious film discussions. And I feel like it's wrongly left out. And this is an example of incredibly well-crafted filmmaking telling an amazing story that I don't think could be told in another form. The whole thing about Superfly is is it, it is about a uh, um, drug dealer um, named Priest, played by Ron O'Neill, an amazing performance by Ron O'Neill, um, who is at the top of his game. He's got the the right pushers. He's got the right connections. He's right. got the right hookup. Yep. But he wants out. He's tired of living this life, and he wants out. Um. And this is the story of him trying to get out of this life before it ends up either killing him or getting him in prison. And there's a really amazing uh uh part where his partner, uh, Eddie, played by Carl Lee. Uh, tell like he he tells his partner I want out of this game and uh, you know Eddie's like you know or rather Carl's like or I'm sorry <laughs> Eddie is like why right. you can't do anything else right this is all you know you're a <laughs> and this movie came out in 1972 so again there's a lot of history like history and past race relations that have a lot to play in this because these movies were targeted specifically to black audiences. That was the whole point of black exploitation, and just the message in this movie of him trying to get out. And Eddie's telling me, you, "You're a black man in America, right? What else can you do? Right. This is right. it." Oh, gosh, and 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 like just that desperation and 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 uh, uh, sadness that he, you know, priest has is just like all he wants to do is live this simple life. He's got a great woman. He's got, you know, he's got money. But he wants out. And so it's just him trying to get out of this life. And he's trying to make one last great score to, to bail. Um, the, the acting is phenomenal. The, the cinematography is just really well done. And you can tell it's a lot of down, uh, like, gritty, guerrilla-style filmmaking where it's like, they don't have permission to be here, right. but they're here anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's the, the, Even the opening shot is like this tracking shot of uh, these two pushers walking down the street, and you can tell they're just walking down the streets in New York. They're not, um, they're, you know, they didn't, this wasn't a closed set. Because people are like stopping them and asking directions, and so they're trying to improv their way out of it, and like they end up stopping somebody and get like borrowing money to make a phone call. <laughs> like it's very, very interesting filmmaking. Um, and like most black exploitation films, the music is phenomenal. <laughs> this bet. whole soundtrack was uh, <laughs> written and performed by Curtis Mayfield. He's in the movie, actually. Wow, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> he, he like the one of the scenes takes place in a bar. 
where there's a band playing and Curtis Mayfield and his band are up there playing. Uh, like this movie, a lot like when, when I like I got into black exploitation as a kid because I got into watching ridiculous movies, right? And I thought <laughs> stupidly that all black exploitation <laughs> was just ridiculous, over the top stuff. And then I discovered Superfly, and I was like, I am wrong. Right? There's, there, right. Th- there's a lot of legitimately yep. good films, and this I feel is like the cream of the crop because uh, you have other stuff like. Uh, 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 Shaft, Black Caesar, um, Sweet Sweetback. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's that. yeah. <laughs> let's not talk about Sweet Sweetbacks. That was a, a very I mean, revolutionary right, film. Right. I don't know that it was a good <laughs> film. That that started it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, need you need that start. You need the yeah. one that starts it all. But that one that starts it all doesn't need to be good. No, it doesn't need to be all. the pinnacle at all. <laughs> no. Um, well, Shaft. I mean, Shaft that's, is great. I love Shaft. Shaft, right? I mean, that's like the. Uh, but then you have stuff like uh, again, uh, Black Caesar is great. Uh, Boss is really good. That's like uh, an actually a western. Um, mm. You know, black exploitation. That's really good. And but again, I think Superfly is the cream of that. Uh, it's just it 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 rises above in in a great way. Um. And it's it's easy to get your hands on. It's easy to find. It still holds up so very well. Um, like I said, and it, and it was very hard to pick a a, 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 a favorite yeah, of mine. Right, but right, again, right. coming around Superfly, I thought, no, this is this is it. This is what I want to talk about. So nice. Yeah, check it out. Like I said, it's easy to find. Definitely. It's it 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 comes and goes on Netflix Instant Play. I've seen it come and then getting taken off like three times. So every once in a while, they just throw it back on there. Uh, so yeah, if, if if you're in the mood for a very serious crime drama with a lot of heavy, you know, topics, uh, yeah. it's 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 worth seeing. Really is. So cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So all right. Well, that wraps it up for us. Next week, we're gonna have uh, Matt on, and he's gonna do a list. I don't. I have no idea I, what he's gonna yeah, do. No I, clue. I, I imagine uh, he's just gonna scream a list of movies. Yep. He'll be like, hey, here's the list. Here's the top ten films that I wouldn't have seen unless I was doing this podcast because I didn't really watch movies before this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he might drop the word top. He might just do, this is a list of ten movies. My ten movies. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> They're not better or worse than anything else. They're just the top. Here's ten of them. Here's ten of them, right. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.